This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And as always, I am back for another solo mini episode We are going to be talking about the latest episode of Top Chef And also, I want to talk a little bit about Below Deck Because I know I have not been talking about Below Deck on the main podcast episodes, and let's face it, not everybody watches. There's a lot going on. I mean, just this week alone, I feel like has been 3,000 years long. If you relate, I don't know. I feel like everybody relates. But there are two seasons of Below Deck happening right now that are low-key, extremely good. First of all, we have Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which is back for its third season. And I have to say, season two was high drama, very intense Lots of good stuff going on. Season three, I wasn't sure what to expect. We kept Daisy and Gary and Colin and Captain Glenn. You never know what you're going to get from the newbies. I have to say, season three, stellar. Outstanding. We have inter intercrew stew drama. We have hookup drama. We have boat drama. We have, I mean, drama from every direction. I have to say, really have been enjoying it. Ashley, who is the third stew, is, how do I put this nicely? out of her fucking mind. And I I just live for it a little bit. Because part of the joy of watching reality TV, I think, and some, some people have trouble appreciating this, is that people out there in the world are absolutely delusional. And while those people can be exhausting to interact with in real life, watching them create chaos on a weekly basis, oh my God, it is, it's beautiful. It's like chef's kiss, top chef's kiss, you could say. But then also, Over on Peacock, we have Below Deck Down Under, and I will say, when they announced that there was going to be another Top Chef spinoff coming, not Top Chef, god damn it, another (laughs) Below Deck spinoff, can you tell my brain is fried? When they said there was going to be another Below Deck spinoff coming to Peacock, I was a little bit like, you know, I enjoy Below Deck for the most part, you know, I'm I'm into the idea of it, but you have to wonder, do we truly need? is this going to bring something enriching to our lives? You could argue that none of this brings something enriching to our lives, but we have a little community here going, and I would like to think that we've all enriched each other's lives. Um, Let me know in a five-star review if I've enriched your life. But Below Deck Down Under, it's it's pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining. Uh, Another great crew, the accents are just, you know... Again, Top Chef's Kiss. But yeah, it's great. There's a hot captain, which we've never really had before. There's a hot bosun. There are hot stews. Everybody's hot. It's I, I got to say, I think it's one of the hotter Top Chef crews we've had. But overall, I would say Top Chef, God, I literally, <laughs> one of the hotter below deck crews that we've had. But if you had to pick, if you're going to pick one, if you're not like a below deck head, I would say pick Sailing Yacht, but if you're looking for something with no kind of catch-up time necessary, Below Deck Down Under, it's 
it's giving. It's good. But anyway, that's my little plug for Below Deck because I know I haven't been giving it enough love as of late. But let's talk about Top Chef because that, of course, is the reason we are here. And clearly, I said Top Chef instead of Below Deck like three times already. So that's where my brain is at. I just watched this new episode. Um, but before I did, I watched last week's Last Chance Kitchen where we have both Sarah and Robert entering the kitchen alongside Leah after their double elimination. They are tasked with making two dishes, each one savory, one sweet in 30 minutes. Brooke Williamson is the guest judge. Uh, Tom will be judging the savory ones, and Brooke will be judging the sweet dishes, and they each get to pick somebody to stay. So I kind of like this format. I like when they switch it up a little bit. Leah, her sweet dish, she's doing ricotta donuts, or as some people I follow on TikTok would say, rigot donuts. I don't get that, but... Uh, so she's making donuts with the rigot, and then she's making a pork chop. Sarah is being clever and using some of her same prep ingredients, like fruits and coconut. And she's making a pudding and then a jerk Chilean sea bass, which sounds like something a housewife would order. I'm here for it. it. Sounds delicious. She grew up in the Caribbean. Who knew? Meanwhile, Robert is doing a shrimp crudo and a blueberry pancake. That pancake, I mean... He accidentally puts cream instead of buttermilk in the batter. And while I constantly am touting my lack of skills in the kitchen, I do feel like this is something I would have picked up on. I know that cream and buttermilk are like in the same family of visuals, but like I know what buttermilk looks like, right? I don't know. Maybe I'm being overly confident here, but like, I just feel like I would have caught this. And also he's like, I don't have time to make another batter. Isn't that the quick part? Like making a batter, it doesn't have to like sit. It doesn't have to like prove or anything. Like you just throw the stuff in the bowl and mix it. Like, I feel like this was a cardinal mistake. And of course, Robert ends up being, you know, the last place finisher. He doesn't get chosen by either Tom Neither Tom nor Brooke picks him. So Tom picks Sarah and Brooke picks Leah. They will both be moving on to the next week of Last Chance Kitchen. Uh, we'll, we'll check in on them next week. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. Meanwhile, in the main episode, Padma comes to the chefs right after the elimination and tells them that they will be meeting Brooke Williamson. Brooke really getting a lot of screen time this week. They're meeting her on location for the challenge, and it is the barbecue! 
Thank you, challenge! This is something I feel like we've all been waiting for since we knew we were going to be in Texas. You've got to do barbecue. As Brooke says, it is all about the perfect brisket. She lists off like different things that people are doing with brisket. And she's like, brisket fried rice brisket pho. Immediately, my mouth is watering. I was sitting at my desk watching this and literally I'm like trying to keep my eyes open because I just want to like nod off and dream about these brisket dishes. So their challenge is to flip the script on brisket. Um, They got 30 minutes to get their uh, brisket prepped and into the smoker and then they go to shop and then they have till midnight to get their dish done. But surprise, 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 when they get back from shopping, they have a quick fire. I actually think this is like a super fun little twist on the format because of course, they've already skipped a quick fire one week this season, I think, when they did the night market, I want to say. But so they're like, Coming in, they're like, wow, no quick fire again. I guess this is cool because we got to get a lot of prep time. You know, they have till midnight to get their shit ready. But then they're like, you know, like it's a, it's a good chance to to show off. And obviously then if somebody gets uh, immunity, that's like, a, that's like a cool little perk. But anyway, there is, in fact, a quick fire. Tom and Brooke are waiting back at the barbecue place after they get back from shopping. And they are doing a Texas toast challenge. Woo! This whole episode... I just want to eat everything. I feel like sometimes on Top Chef, the food is almost like a little too gourmet for me where I'm like, okay, like that would be cool to try. Like I would have a bite of that, a bite of this. But this week's challenge is the Texas toast, the brisket. I want to eat it all. Like every single thing that's being put out with the exception of maybe a couple, you know, the judges don't like all of them. So obviously I don't want to eat the ones that are like bad. But like all of these brisket dishes, all of this toast looks delicious. The winner gets immunity and $10,000. And Buddha, Buddha, who now that Sam is out of the competition, I've said he's my my new Top Chef boyfriend. Buddha says that his pug needs eye surgery because he's going blind. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Sadly, Buddha does not win the challenge. The tops are Nick, Joe, and Jackson. Jackson, Mr. No Taste Buds. After North Dakota Stephanie, Jackson was my next nemesis of the season. He unfortunately does well. Uh, But Nick is the winner. He makes a BLT on his Texas toast. That looked pretty delicious. The bottoms are Luke and Monique. Monique, I, I am sorry to say, I am going to designate her as my official third nemesis of the Top Chef season. Monique is simply not doing it for me. I find her to be a little bit annoying. I find her to be a little bit underwhelming in the kitchen for her brisket dish. she They they tell them to flip the script on brisket. They're talking about brisket pho, brisket fried rice, uh, you know, like all of these different cuisines that they're bringing into the brisket. We have people making curry. We have people making pasta. And Monique is like, you know, I think I'm just going to make the brisket the star of the dish. And, you know, you can just do like veggies on the side. And I just have to say, I feel like on Top Chef, obviously, it is important to to serve a dish that tastes good, that looks good. The experience of eating it is important, of course. But also, one of the most important things on Top Chef is to, to do the fucking assignment. And if the assignment on Top Chef is not just, it's not just cook a brisket dish that tastes good, it's flip the script on brisket. You have to flip the script. The script has not been flipped. She's standing there making her brioche and there's going to be some potatoes. If your idea of flipping the script on brisket is like, oh, well, I'll put some like uh, French bread with it. It's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, 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 no. 
We have people doing all sorts of things. We have Evelyn's brisket curry. From the first moment she says it, that sounds delicious. Jay is doing a Cajun kim thing with kimchi, jus, tomato. It's like Korean and Cajun. That is brilliant. Buddha is doing a beef bourguignon thing, like with a potato croquette that looks fucking incredible. Jackson, much as I don't like the guy, is doing this stuffed pasta that looks delicious. And Padma likes it too. And so I just feel like on Top Chef, like the number one, the two most important things are it being like a good dish and it being the dish that they asked for. And I feel like anybody who's doing a challenge like this, we're in, what is it, week five now, you have to be taking risks. And I think that's something also we see Joe kind of fall into a trap with this is that she sees this as an opportunity like, oh, I really like making pasta. That's what I do at home. I'm going to make a pasta here with the brisket. It's almost like Monique went too basic with it. Whereas Joe was like, okay, forget about the brisket. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to make this thing that I've been thinking about for a long time. And then there'll just be like brisket there. And both of those are wrong. Like you have to highlight you know, I'm like blinking my hands right now. Like you have to, there has to be like flashing lights around the brisket. They can't miss it. They can't like, there has to be the flavor. It has to be good. You know, everything has to be like correct with the brisket, but also like it has to be interesting. It's a delicate balance. The tops of the week, we have Buddha, we have Evelyn, we have Jackson. Again, I don't understand how Jackson can be in the top of all of these challenges. Like it really scares me because I'm watching week after week and Jackson is for the most part doing well. And I'm like, what am I going to do if Jackson, God forbid, wins this competition? I don't want to be like too harsh on Monique and Jackson, but I just like, it's really frustrating when you're watching a show like this and the person that you can't stand does well. Monique doesn't do that well this week, though. She's in the bottom both times. I would have sent her home. I think you can probably tell I would have sent her home. But Evelyn wins the challenge. This is super exciting because she is a Houston girl through and through. She knows a lot of the pitmasters that are judging the competition, which is just like... I literally, when Padma, or when actually Brooke announced that she was the winner, I literally was like getting choked up. Like I was sitting at my desk in the office in the middle of the day, just fully watching TV and crying. I know people say my job is hard, but I got to say this was not a bad one. Anyway, so Evelyn wins. I'm very happy for her. The bottoms of the week are Monique, Ashley, and Joe. Ashley, I feel like she... She didn't do anything like spectacularly wrong. It wasn't one of those things where, you know, you forget to put something on the plate or it's like woefully cooked poorly, you know, like grilled potatoes, Sam Alu, RIP. Um, it was more just like everything was kind of not great. They said the brisket was sliced too thick. It was under seasoned. Um, all those things just didn't come together for her. And I feel like in a challenge like this, obviously the brisket at the end of the day was still kind of the most important element. And Ashley just kind of seemed like she had the worst brisket. And I liked Ashley. So I'm sad to see her get sent home, especially when Monique uh, is standing right next to her in the bottom. But, you know, she'll have a chance in Last Chance Kitchen. Apparently Last Chance Kitchen is going to be like two parts next week. I don't know. Sounds intense. Can't wait to break it down. But yeah, Ashley, so long. I'm really glad that Joe didn't get sent home, though. I like Joe a lot. And I feel like she... Uh, has a lot more potential and just kind of got lost in the sauce this week or lost in the pappardelle, if you will. But anyway, thanks for listening. Hope you had a good one. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to rate, review, follow the show wherever you do listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. 
Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.